we're going to ask them to help out with that. I don't know if they're going to object, but, um, <laughs> no, we think on the bigger, on the bigger hills, they would, they've got a leash design that goes alongside the bike so that they'll be able to run up the big hills on their own. So we won't be pulling them on some of those bigger hills, but if they get fatigued, certainly we'll be pulling them in the trailers. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, and if you have something cool, neat, or someone that you think I'd be interested in interviewing or learning more about, send me an email, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com. I have, on occasion, been completely amazed by the people who are in my class. And actually, I'm kind of kicking myself because I didn't discover this on my own. Uh, our guest today uh, was someone who I have enjoyed having in my class here for, I don't know, the last the season, I guess, winter, recording this uh, April 10th of 2015. But the Mrs. McGowan, Amy, actually discovered this, that we have a participant in our class who's training indoors uh, with the objective of riding 10,000 miles over 12 months. Her name is Georgia Green, and she's joining me f- from Alabama. Welcome, Georgia. Hi, John. Thank you. I'm very excited. You were just starting to tell me before I cut you off. <laughs> tell people what you're doing in Alabama right now. Well, right now we have uh, two people, two bicycles, and the bicycles were just completed, uh, custom build. So we're testing components for that. Uh, and along the way on the trip, we're going to be camping. So we have camping gear to test. And to complicate matters further, we are uh, hauling two 45-pound dogs in a cargo trailer that's been rebuilt into a puppy hauling trailer. So we are testing all of that to make sure that everything works and uh, make adjustments as needed before we take off on the trip. Kind of a trial run, yes, to make to make yeah. certain. And I and I would add, you're testing your uh, fitness and stamina. At this <laughs> Absolutely, point as well. yes, yeah. It's a little bit hard to to know uh, exactly what the body's going to go through on ten thousand miles. So I've definitely been training indoors on cycling and. Uh, adding some leg day for strength training and, uh, you know, trying to mitigate it as best we can. But I think a lot of it's just going to be these trial runs and, and getting out there and doing it. Now, not to mention developing the fitness as you ride. Yes, absolutely. So let's back up a little bit. What uh, was your inspiration to uh, commit yourself to such an incredible task? Yeah, well, I think uh, definitely having an adventurous spirit to start with. But, uh, you know, just over time, I I kind of just watched a theme that's been happening in certainly in my life and the life of those I care about. And that is, you know, when you're a kid, you you kind of have the sense of dreaming and, and nothing was impossible. And somewhere along the line, we just lost that. And, uh, we, we get up, we go to work, we come home, eat dinner, go to bed, rinse, repeat, and that's it. And, um, so much I see on Sunday evenings, particularly when people get up and go to work the next day that they've just feel this sense of loss of purpose and, and no passion. And I thought, well, what is it that's holding people back from living their best life over time? Kind of just talking with people about that. It it was things like, 
um, debt and time and family constraints and physical fitness. Yes, absolutely. Which definitely makes sense. So I thought, well, you know, what if I were to do something where if, if I could overcome those barriers in some monumental way, then surely I could help people break that down, um, on a smaller scale in whatever it is that they're doing in their life. Uh, so I just kind of started over time thinking about some of those things and, and this trip certainly has all of those components of, um, time and financial constraints, family constraints, um, you know, hauling puppies. And, (laughs) um, so it, it, for me was living the best life and, um, and having that sense of adventure and freedom from whatever it is that's chaining you. So for me, this was my way of expressing that. Well, when I started this, and I've lost track now, I think it was seven years ago, six years ago. Scary to think it's that long ago. But I started this podcast looking for inspiration for me personally um, when I felt uninspired, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And just you got to stop and think about this as you're a listener. 10,000 miles um, is a, is a huge commitment over a 12-month period. And, um, well, uh, before we talk about the specifics of it, tell me about your team. Describe each of the members of your team. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's uh, myself, and I um, am 34 years old. and uh, Very fit. Yes, yep, very active. Um, I actually, interestingly enough, um, I have only been cycling for about three years following a knee injury. So I was a runner prior to all of this. And um, my physical therapist suggested cycling as a low impact alternative. So I... But uh, not 10,000 miles. But not 10,000 miles, right. Because, you know, I can can never do anything in in balance. (laughs) Um, So I just over time developed, um, you know, that sense of, I just really enjoyed that sense of freedom and being out in the elements and uh, uh, just all that goes along with with outdoor cycling and the the physical side of it definitely helped with uh, stability in my knee and, and making that feel better. And then there's uh, Mark, who's 42 years old, also very fit, uh, strength training, and he's a runner and cyclist as well. So uh, in addition to that, we have um, our two uh, puppies. Uh, they're rescue dogs, uh, about 40, 45 pounds each. Um, so the crew... What are their names? Uh, Junebug and Biscuit. Junebug and Biscuit. Okay. <laughs> and they're right. very now, excited for their adventure. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I asked if you'd built har- harnesses for each of them. Yes. So we have how they're basically the, the cargo trailer is uh, specifically designed special for them where they've got a big cushy dog bed inside the trailer and then a, kind of a loose sense of a harness to where they're not going to be able to jump out. Um, but they're not. No, restrained. I was thinking about a harness like a like a sled dog would. Use oh, like a to help like pull, pulling the, <laughs> pull you pulling up the, the hill. The, yes, we're gonna ask them to help out with that. I don't know if they're gonna object, but um, <laughs> you know, we think on the bigger on the bigger hills, they would. They've got a leash design that goes alongside the bike, so that they'll be able to run up the big hills on their own. So we won't be pulling them on some of those bigger hills. But if they get fatigued, certainly we'll be pulling them in the trailer. So quite the setup. <laughs> yes. Well, it is. And, and, and you've got a great website, freedompeddlers.com that just really goes into detail, mm-hmm. has a, mm-hmm. fun, a, a fabulous uh, FAQ section that um, helps people get a better understanding of, you know, your initial motivation, but what uh, the logistics of it, the, the planning that you're going through. Um, so 
give us a timeline. When did you say we're going to do this <laughs> to this point today? How long have you been planning? Yeah, we started talking about a year ago of uh, just what's the next big adventure? What, is, what do we want to do here? And kind of started drafting this plan as a crazy idea. And then over time, a few months later, we kind of started poking at each other. Well, it's not it's not really that crazy. What, you know, what exactly would we need to do to make this happen if, if, if we were going to do this? And uh, so these hypothetical situations turned into we could actually do this. And that was seven months ago. So seven months ago is when our first document went out on Google Drive where we were um, going back and forth with uh, details on what type of a setup would we need, bikes, components, uh, you know, how many calories are we going to be burning? Well, how much do we need to eat? How much weight can we take on the bike? Uh, what would a route look like uh, based on miles that we wanted to do per day, uh, you know, especially considering with dogs and needing breaks and weather-wise, what are we going to hit based on that miles, you know, doing the math and calculating all that out. Um, so it's definitely been um, an intense uh, past several months and um, included in that is the execution of the plan. So uh, everything from we're both selling all of our possessions and um, and just carrying so, with us. So and I'd say that again. Say it very yeah. clearly. So we are uh, as part of that plan. Where the the next step is execution of it. So we are right now in the middle of testing. Of course, we make sure all this plan is going to work. Oh no, but... no, no, sorry, no, no. The part about selling everything. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So we are we are selling uh, all of our possessions uh, minus a few. Um, you know, family uh, kind of things that we want to keep um, and uh, some gear things that we're going to need while we're on the trip is going to be stored with um, his sister and my sister. Uh, but we're selling everything that we own, we're, all of our furniture, all of our, uh, you know, you think about everything in your house, your dishes, uh, towels, all of that stuff, it just it is, is going. It's We're selling it all and we're going. So. <laughs> Wow. Well, that must have been emotionally difficult to do. Yes. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of us in our things. Yes. If that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, uh, you know, another component of this trip is, um, you know, certainly one of the things that holds people back from living their best life, and certainly for us as well, was, uh, you know, debt and stuff. So it's the things that we accumulate uh, forces us to have to work, and then that pulls us away from the things that we want to do. And it's this cycle. So we said, okay, where are we going to stop this cycle at? Well, it really comes down to our stuff. And then you look at what is it that you truly need uh, for living and for, you know, and certainly there are some things for comfort. Um, And there are things that just have memories attached to them that uh, these things have been with you for a long time or been through certain experiences with you. Uh, so it does become very emotional because it's a change in um, it's a it's a mind shift um, as well as the emotion side of it as so uh, you know even um, something like I just this week sold my car um, and I haven't not had a car since I was 16 years old and uh, you know so thinking through okay how am I going to get to various places of course using the bicycle uh, but it, it just um, does add complexity and things that you have to think through and and that creates emotion as well. And stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the route. And you <laughs> and I were chatting after class the other morning, and you told me, and I said, you're going the wrong way. 
Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so describe where you're starting from. Yeah. So we're going east, uh, east to west, south to north, back over to uh, west and back south. So the most inefficient way possible across the U.S. and right into headwinds. So we are right. starting. So that, and again, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like the race across America and everything starts on the west coast because the winds are predominantly mm-hmm. from the west. Mm-hmm. So why would you, in, in good sense, and you sound very intelligent, why would you go the wrong way? Yeah, we basically decided that we're going to start in uh, North Carolina and work our way down the coast. And the, and the reason for that is when you're hauling, uh, we're going to have about 400 pounds between the trailer and the weight on the bike. And to put ourselves on the West Coast and go the opposite direction would be uh, we're going to be hitting hills and mountains first. And we were concerned about what that was going to do to uh, basically to our bodies, to our, you know, the knee um is a very big concern for from that injury, and you know, so decided that we were going to start flat and rather have um, instead of hitting the hills, it, it hit those headwinds and and allow our bodies to be built up in strength and stamina for um, being able to hit those mountains a couple times. Got it. So when you get to the Rockies, but but it's not flat. North Carolina. <laughs> it's it's relatively flat. We're we're staying along the coastal region, so we're going down to the Keys and back up. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Great. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty flat. Mm-hmm. Flatter. Okay. Not flat. Flatter. Okay. <laughs> so you start in North Carolina. You go down to the Keys, yes. and then you and then if I remember right, you're kind of going diagonally back up toward Minnesota. We are. Right? Yeah. So the the main reasons that we chose the route that we did was primarily to hit uh, family and friends as major locations. So uh, the route is going along um, the coastal regions, um, and and as soon as we hit Colorado, we're shooting back up um, Kansas and then Wisconsin, Minnesota um, for uh, family and friends there, and then over to Washington and down to California is where we'll end. Um, And along the way, we hope to, uh, you know, of course, we don't know exactly timing-wise. We have estimates, but we don't know exactly from a timing perspective, but we'll post that out on the website. But we're hoping that people would join us for a day or two and um, see what it's like in the life of a, a bike tourist. Uh, and well, that sounds like yeah. fun. You know yeah. what? And and as as you progress, I think Amy and I should make a commitment to at least drag the tandem down and. Oh, I would we'll ride love with you that. guys for one day. I would love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Would have, it would have been fun to have the tandem. And we were just, I was laughing at your comments the other day about uh, the tandem. And I was imagining, you know, a, a tandem bicycle with a six foot cargo trailer behind it and thinking what a bus that would be. <laughs> well, it would be a bus. Right. But okay. So help me understand who's hauling the trailer. Cause we're going to be sharing it. So we, we, uh, we're thinking about two trailers initially. We decided to go down to one, and uh, the reason for that was so that we could switch off. So, um, so Mark, I would imagine, would be doing most of the pulling, and then uh, when he gets fatigued, then I'll take over. Gotcha. You know, we've always joked for years, uh, you know, as a group ride, that somebody kind of brings their bungee cord mm-hmm. just to hook onto whoever's in front of them <laughs> yes. you know, covertly. <laughs> But that, to me, might not even be a bad idea mm-hmm. when you're doing what, especially when you start to do some of those really long grinds uphill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the climbs are, you know, honestly, that's one of the things that scares us the most is, you know, are we going to be able to make it up those hills? And our uh, bikes are custom fitted with uh, gearing that's about as low as you can possibly imagine. So when <laughs> when we're testing out you're the gears. You're going to be spinning, man. Yeah, we're, you're spinning <laughs> and not going anywhere, uh, really. But um, it's going to be necessary, I think, on those big hills. 
Gotcha. Did your family or friends look at you or say things that conveyed that they thought you were crazy? Yeah. uh, You know, I think the interesting thing is both Mark and I kind of have this adventurous spirit. So I think much of it is they just kind of expect this kind of thing out of us. Um, but it is different, uh, for people to even grasp or even understand, uh, you, you know, the magnitude of it. So when you think about 10,000 miles, that kind of, it's, it sounds like a light year, you know, your brain doesn't really kind of grasp that. Um, but when they think about, okay, it's a, a year and you're camping every single night, you have to tear down a tent and put it on a bike and everything that you eat is on a bike. When they start to kind of think about those things, um, the logistics of it become overwhelming. And then that's when they kind of get that sideways head turn huh kind of look and uh, start to have a lot of questions. So they do think it's weird. I think one of the greatest things my sister said is this is not something that I would choose for myself, but I 100% support you in it. Um, and I think that's great. It's just the the overwhelming support that we've received from family and friends has definitely been a tailwind for us. <laughs> well, that's great. Break it down, break a week down for me mm-hmm. that you're anticipating, you know, kind of mileage and yeah. yeah what, what, do you, what do you see as a week? Yeah. So we have uh, the the very first week that we have, we have it completely planned out. We know exactly where we're going to stay. Uh, and we just did that to kind of normalize. Uh, and then from there, we're going to be planning it as we go. So each night at the campground would be spent kind of planning the next day. But kind of what a week would look like would, uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to be doing about 50 miles a day, which uh, is not a significant amount as far as a touring a typical touring cyclist goes, but with the kind of weight that we're pulling, we anticipate that it would be, um, a r- roughly the same as, as somebody who's doing, you know, more mileage. So, um, so about 50 miles a day, about five days a week. And certainly if we feel like we need to hit something, we're going to go more. If we want to stay and rest, we'll stay and rest. Uh, so it's very flexible, but our goal is 50 miles, five days a week, rest for two. Basically we're going to, try to avoid much of the the traffic from uh, people going to work. Uh, So we're going to be up and going before they get started or leaving after they're already at work, depending on the days and weather patterns. But basically, we're just going to be tearing down the the campsite, having some breakfast, taking off on the bikes, uh, riding, resting when we need to. Um, And then at the end of the day, we're going to be having to set up camp and we're going to be online with social media and blogging and uh, and going to bed, I would imagine that much of our day is going to be spent eating as many calories as we can and mm-hmm. sleeping. Yes, that'll be the best part about it. You get to eat everything you Unlimited want, Georgia. calories. <laughs> yeah, of course, I've already got the uh, the nutrition side broken down to uh, looking at averages and what we need and how that equates to weights on the bike. And it's uh, spreadsheets like crazy. It's been fun. <laughs> What's your what's your background as uh, uh, as uh, education or occupation? Yeah, so I have a bachelor's degree in accounting and a master's degree in business uh, administration. So, uh, with an emphasis in leadership and development. And my uh, basically, I do consulting for smaller companies and uh, largely in the finance accounting arena, and help them through. Uh, changes within their organization in that arena. So spreadsheets and data and math are definitely in my wheelhouse. Gotcha. You know, I talk about um, what I do, this podcast, as a platform for smart, talented people. And uh, you obviously fit that. Not to mention, you're just a little bit on the I'll say it a little on the crazy side. Right. Absolutely. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. No, I take There's that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yes, absolutely. So, 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 so if you found that, you know, you're 
somewhere up early and you're going to put in a hundred or more in a day, you might just choose to do that as you're Absolutely. Going. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just going to be listening to our bodies and, and, uh, honoring that. So whatever it is that, uh, you know, I think that's the, the freedom and flexibility of this plan is, is that we don't have an agenda. We, do, we would like to, we have a certain route that we would like to go. We have a timeline of about a year and, and we know that that's to do that route is going to be 10,000 miles, but, um, you know, really we're not on a set agenda. We don't have to be anywhere at a certain time or, um, you know, anything that we have to do. Um, so I think a lot of it's just going to be, what do we feel, um, that we can put out today? And, um, sometimes that's going to be more than our 50 miles and sometimes it's going to be less. Um, the marketing guy in me is, is going to ask this question. Um, are, do you have a sponsor financially or are you looking for one? Yeah, we're absolutely looking for uh, sponsors in this. So it's um, definitely, uh, you know, I think that's one of the components of, of this trip is looking at the cost of gear. And then, uh, you know, certainly being out on the road for 12 months with no income is is daunting. So, um, you know, and absolutely would love to. We've got our social media going and, um, looking for, you know, like those local spots where people can join us and, and the media coverage there and would love to be able to partner with organizations within that. Cool. So if you're hearing this and this is going to be cross posted over at freedompeddlers.com. Um, so, but I would encourage you to uh, contact Georgia and see what you can do to give her a hand and her and Mark and I've forgotten the dog's names, but they could use the hand as well, I think. Junebug and Biscuit, the adventures June of Junebug and, and Biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Georgia Green, I am uh, in awe of you and taking this on. I uh, wish you the very best. I'm going to look forward to all your updates. And I'm uh, going to talk to uh, Amy the next chance I get and think uh, or ask her. No, I'm going to tell her that I I feel strongly that we should find some place next summer uh, where we can uh, go out and spend a day with you and Mark. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I would love to have you join us. All right. Well, awesome. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. uh, And I appreciate your time uh, sharing your story today. Thanks, John. Likewise. It's, it's been great. 